Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, let's get this thing started, shall we? Drop the subject is back. We are live. We have not been fired, but who knows? That might change later in the week. Oh, God. After a very lengthy discussion at our uh, post-show meeting yesterday. I'll get into that later. But uh, we, of course, have all kinds of impeachment updates. We have a debate. We I'm had just a, surprised a debate that you last can night. remember huh? back that far, old lady. <laughs> Can you, you hear me? Can you hear me? Are we doing this with me now? Allie? <laughs> Allie! Hey, you know what? I will embrace my age. I'm going to okay? get one of those cochlear implants. Okay, it's, I'll be able to. First of all, it's called a cochlear implant. <laughs> you horn dog. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I just. When I get a cochlear implant. Honey, where are you? You would be getting a I'm cochlear implant. I'm going to be old implant. lady mispronouncing things. Exactly. Too. Um, where's your family, though? Okay. <clears throat> My family's up in the bay. We so I don't we know just, why I'm all of a sudden from New York. <laughs> right. We just uh, did crosstalk with uh, the the morning beat, and in the middle of our conversation, Michaela, who was looking in her in her camera, doing a selfie while we were on the air, realized that she had a gray hair, which sparked the whole conversation about gray hair because she had two <clears throat> that she never noticed before, never saw before, or maybe. I sometimes I think they happen like overnight. Like I think a hair like goes gray sometimes because I've been like, how would I have not seen this hair before? Anyway, Allie then says like, oh, I'm all gray, and I was like, what are you talking about? Like you have a couple of gray streaks, and you're like, no, 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 no. No, when you really look, if you look at your roots, you're like, oh, you do have actually you you dye most of your hair. I dye all my yeah. I, I'm just so curious now at this point because I and I remember that moment. You you remember that moment when you see your first gray hair and you're like, wow. It's come to this. And that moment for me was when I was 21. So I was in college going, whoa, I have a gray hair. This is crazy. But it was still kind of funny. And uh, but my mom, my grandfather on my mom's side, which is where you're supposed to get your uh, hair genes from or whatever. Paternal. Yeah. Your maternal grandfather. Your maternal grandfather. Yeah. He was completely all white hair by the time he was in his mid 20s. Oh. But he never went bald. It was just all white. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many pictures of him as a young man, and he, they're all white hair. I never saw him with color, a colored hair. That's so interesting, because I've <clears throat> probably always had, like, one or two gray hairs, even since I was, like, you know, maybe mid-20s, maybe mid to late 20s. Where are they? But, like, see them. it's not been progressive. Like, I've always just had, like, those couple, mm-hmm. and so then it's never really grown into more. Um, when I grow, like, my beard out a little bit more, uh, I have, like, a few strands in my beard now oh. that are a few more. But, like, on top of my head, I would say, from my lips to God's ears, but, like, it's always just been, like, a couple of strands. And then, like, one of them... I've been noticing more because I've grown my hair out. And so I always wonder, like, you know, how that works for people. Because my dad, my dad is pretty, he's he's, he's got a little salt in the pepper. Yeah, um, but I yeah. think we've also kind of talked about how men getting gray hair mm-hmm. is a little bit more, quote unquote, accepted. Women are expected to comp- always be dyeing their hair. More so than men. When, I think that men, men are it's, like, it's, ooh, this salt and pepper thing, sexy. Or, it's distinguished and yes, all that with men. And with it makes women, you look it's, wiser. it's elderly. Yeah, you're yeah. just like an old woman. Uh, there's a, a, a guy I know who is in our family, and he's 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 an older guy. And we got into it one time on a vacation because he was like, I think uh, gray hair looks horrible on a woman. <laughs> and wow. I was like, okay, so there's a lot of problems with what you said. It's like, oh, are, does he also think a woman should stay in her place in the kitchen? Like, mm, I don't know about you? that. But he also has a full head of white hair. Of so I was like, does. I could just say that your hair looks like crap. And he was like, well, you, maybe you do. I don't know. I just maybe it's old fashioned, but I just don't. I, yes, I think it, it looks is. terrible. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's 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 what 
like that's the problem is it's that like, you find oh, it to me, be misogyny's on the phone Give like me a it's moment. a woman's job to constantly have her hair done and look just such a way <sighs> so annoying but I mean, anyway donald trump is one of those people actually who if you really pay attention to his hair he is all gray but he's always dyeing his hair that yellowy it's not even really blonde and i'm not trying to be funny or have a, a political opinion but like his hair is like a yellowy color right no like it sat there and and it sat there too long something like the develop or they yeah. use too much developer it, or the she sun says in, it looks like yeah. sun in. but like again removed from po- political opinions and whether or not you like him but like if you look at his roots all the way around they're all very gray especially in the photos where like the wind is blowing in his hair and it it always highlights for me like oh he's fully gray but he's dyeing his hair this color yeah, yeah that that's his choice is that color and that's he, his signature he does color. it with his skin he's been an orange face for decades yeah. um it's <sighs> just interesting yeah well yeah i i wonder if one day i should embrace it i guess i'm i'm, I'm going to get my hair cut tomorrow and i've been letting my gray hair grow out i mean it's it's pretty long i do letting your freak flag fly <laughs> i am because a i'm lazy but b i uh I just haven't had the time, and and I also do one of those, <laughs> so embarrassing, those made-for-TV commercials where it's like a spray, like a root spray. Yeah. I do. I use that. There's in nothing between. wrong with that. I know, but I feel like, a, because all the people in those commercials are like 80. No, they're not. And there are plenty like, of like younger people uh-huh. in those videos, too. All right. Well, I, I use the spray, and so I, but I, I think I'm going to go tomorrow and just take stock and be like, all right, what are we doing here? Look at like, cause this is the first time my hair's been this short, and mm-hmm. theoretically, I could cut it, and some of my actual, I would actually know what my how much white hair I have. I want to know a percentage. I, I want to know like- if I'm eighty five percent, ninety percent, a hundred percent. I want to see how much gray there is. Well, interestingly enough, um, when we come back, we're going to talk about someone who is making a big splash in the news, but people are saying that this person may be lying about their age completely. <laughs> yeah. We'll explain why Greta Thunberg is a big conversation right now. That's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. I am usually not one to believe in conspiracy theories. I'm going to go ahead and guess that you are of the same ilk, Jarrett. Um, yeah, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but some things do make me kind of tilt my head. Like, hmm. Are there any conspiracy theories that you believe? Like Kennedy, moon landing, anything like that? Um, there are one or two that I think are interesting that raise some questions. The one, which ones? I'm not going to say. Come on. No, I'm not going to say. Why? Because people are going to judge you? Um, yeah. Don't want to. That's a can of worms I don't want to open up. All right. I am. I think that the 9-11 ones are very interesting. I think those are very interesting. I yeah. think that the moon landing one is very interesting. May or not, may not be one on my list. Okay. And I also think that the Loch Ness Monster is interesting. Never thought twice about it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I don't know. Um, anyway, there is a new conspiracy theory that is going around. It's made its rounds on Twitter, and of course, once Twitter gets a hold of it, then y- you never know where it's going to end. Uh, it can. It, it's about sixteen-year-old Greta Thunberg, who you know obviously made national headlines earlier this year because she she's the person in my mind who, I, if I I'm not sure which bin I'm supposed to put something in, I see her face in my mind and then I'm like ha, ha, I need to figure it out yeah I, I Greta Thunberg is interesting because like she definitely has the energy and the look of someone 
that is not 17 or whatever she's supposed to be. So that is the perfect segue into the conspiracy theory. You're because a, f- a photo has been uncovered from 1898. It takes place in Yukon territory. Of course. <laughs> in Dominion Creek. I know it's Creek, but I think back then they all said Crick. I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> okay. And there are three children that are operating a, a, a gold mine, like a rocker at a gold mine. They're panning for gold in Yukon territory. And one of the little girls, I don't know how somebody found this, if they were going through a yearbook or a century book, I don't know how they uncovered this. But one of the girls or one of the children in the picture looks, I mean, eerily similar to Greta Thunberg. So... It's a photo that was taken 121 years ago, and a lot of people are starting to think that Greta Thunberg is in fact a time traveler who landed in 2019 to save the Earth. The phone. I will say this is uncanny. And like I was, whoever like gets tasked with telling this story, they have to find like a picture where she looks as much like the person in the old photo as possible. But this is like <laughs> crazy. She have they you even seen found the pho- pictures. Right? I'm looking at the it now. The side by side is pretty on point. Well, the side by side from CNN, they have like her with like a braid, just like the girl in the photo. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, this actually is. Yeah, you put that crazy. picture in black and white or sepia, even. Yeah, it's basically the same photo oh my god that's actually really crazy so but some people are poking holes in this theory the main hole is why would somebody time travel from the past to talk about climate change yeah when, yeah if when she they was theoretically don't know anything about climate change if she was a time traveler she definitely would be coming from like 2119 to 2019 but it could be somebody who's like a looper and they can go all which ways. So, you know, you're in the you're in the future. She's Greta Thunberg in the future, but she's also gone back. She's gone back to the future a couple of times. But she's and, always been this age. Yeah, like she's been in 2019. She's been in, you know, 1898, whenever this was. Maybe there's like a Salem witch trial version of Greta Thunberg. Oh God. And, and she's always... You know, making history right now. I mean, look at this. She's a pioneer in this 18, 1898 photo. She's, I, she's, a, she's a gold miner. I got to say, I usually think stuff like this is kind of ridiculous. I think this one's kind of interesting. Yeah, you know, someone named Jack Sam Strange on Twitter said maybe she is here on Earth to try and kill the person who would invent plastic. Oh, okay. I mean, well, not in 2019 because that's already here, but like well, back maybe then, back she then she was doing that. Yeah, so that's why maybe she's traveling our, to different parts of the time of time space. What continuum. our world would be without plastic? Well, it's interesting because I the, that book that I'm reading is they they talk about that because when you think of all the things that we've invented over the course of our human our our time space yeah you know continuum yeah. Uh, you know, eventually you would think we would run out of resources, right? Yeah. Okay, we've made a car. Okay, we, or first we made a wagon, then we made a car, and now we're making planes, all this stuff. You'd think that we would run out. But then they start, we as humans started creating new resources. So we will literally never run out because we'll always be creating new ones. Yeah. When they started coming up with, like they discovered aluminum, and then they started figuring out how to make it cheaply. Now we see it everywhere. Plastic is the same thing. Somebody figured out how to make plastic, and they're like, wow, this is really cheap to make. Why don't we put it in literally everything without worry? It was all for economic reasons. Hmm. It was never to, it was to boost the economy. It was never to, they never knew that it was going to 
destroy become what us. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They, they, you, you can never have like foresight on how things yeah. like this are going to have an impact on, so, on the environment and the world. I think um, that this just, movie would be fantastic. I just tweeted out the, the photo and the article of Greta Thunberg <laughs> from the Drop the Subject account. You can follow us at DTS Show. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll give you the latest on the impeachment hearings happening in Congress. That's up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject back and talking about some some crazy crazy impeachment impeachment stuff. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. We have, I will say, we have a big announcement later in the show. I don't want to lead you on too much. It is going to be very exciting. Tomorrow's show is going to be one for the books. We had a very, very productive show meeting yesterday. Uh, there, were, I did receive some pushback about what we were going to do, but eventually all of us unanimously I, voted I'm in favor of it. still pushing back, thinking we shouldn't be all doing right, this well, thing, we'll, we'll you talk know what, about it later. Well, we've, we've agreed to bring this on the airwaves, so we will do that a little later A big in the announcement show. about how we're doing it on the show tomorrow. About, yes. Uh, I'm a little anxious about it. But anyway. But it is democracy. So, once again, it is time for a little bit of crazy impeachment stuff. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. Because it's crazy. Because I don't know if you heard, but there are some really interesting, weird, you know, things happening with some crazy impeachment stuff. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. Sorry. I, I just have a lot of fun with that. Um, okay, so I'm glad that you like it because I, I really thought so that you hated it. The first time I yeah. played it for you, you seemed very upset. I just like that every time that we say some crazy impeachment stuff. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. I mean, an intro, good intro, is succinct and it explains what's to come. Cut to the Monday Munch report. That's 35 <laughs> okay. minutes long. Well, I don't want to talk about the Monday Munch report. All <laughs> anyway, right. okay. Anyway. So uh, right now, there are two folks testifying in Congress, uh, Fiona Hill and David Holmes. Oh, uh, Fiona. I, I've never met a Fiona that didn't have an accent, and I just <laughs> love the name. I know. Uh, Fiona is the former White House uh, Russia expert who testified about what she called wrongdoing in American foreign policy, uh, saying former National Security Advisor John Bolton had encouraged her to report her concerns to the National Security Council's attorney. David Holmes is interesting because he's a counselor um, for political affairs at the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine, and he testified that he heard President Trump ask the U.S. ambassador to the the EU about the status of investigations during a July 26th cell phone conversation. So it's the day after the Ukraine call. Well, you'll remember we we talked last week about someone saying that they'd overheard Gordon Sondland on the phone with the president. David Holmes is that person who overheard the phone call. Got it. Yeah, it's interesting to hear all this stuff because then they they bring up like, okay, yesterday Sondland said this. So, you know, and they they start corroborating everything that the past witnesses have, have been saying. And they're doing a great job of putting the puzzle pieces together, so yeah. to speak. Well, that is part of what is really interesting is like them being able to lay out these things and like showing all of the different people who have like a perspective on these things. Um, I, Chris ha- Chris Hayes on MSNBC said this yesterday. And I, I thought it was like a really concise way of putting it. Republicans are expecting Americans to believe that they that all of the people in Congress are either stupid enough to look at the same facts that everyone else can see and like believe that it's all fake, right? Or they want us to believe that every single person that has come up and testified is lying, lying. or deluded. Right. When in 2016, all of those same Republicans were calling Donald Trump a liar. <laughs> Right. All of they the- were calling Donald Trump a liar. This isn't all what Chris Hayes was saying, but this is part of me inter- interjecting as well. But like 
In 2016, they were all talking about he's a con man, he's a liar, he can't be trusted. All the Republicans were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he was like, before he became the nominee and it Mm -hmm. was clear, like, there are plenty of videos of Lindsey Graham talking about him being a scandalous human being and a con man and a liar and all of that. And like plenty of tweets to support that as well. There were so many Republicans who were like, we don't want that man to be our nominee. We don't trust him. We know that he is a liar. He's dishonest. He's a cheater. He's a scammer. And like, but now... They all want us to believe that Donald Trump is the only person telling the truth. And all of these people who have all the integrity, all of the years of background, of military service, of serving our country, those are the people who are the liars and he's the one telling the truth. It's just so interesting to me that they expect everybody else to like like to to go to flip back and forth like that when you know that there is video being taken of you, audio being taken of you, all of your tweets are being saved. So you're saying X, Y, and Z. It's happening now too with the Democratic candidates. People yeah. are crapping all over each other, and then when one person gets wins the primary, they're going to be like, "This person's great, and let's all vote for this." And well, that's and, what bothers me about politics in general. Well, I feel like the Democrats have have really tried to not pile on with each other. They like pile on policy, but they're not like you know Joe Biden's an awful person because he did this. And no, but they'll but, still be poking holes. In, in each other yeah, on I mean, the debate stage uh, yeah, constantly. That's kind and I, of, that's part of the, quote, game right. of it. But I, I just think it's to the detriment of the party itself. One of the, one of the things I thought was really interesting that came out of yesterday's impeachment investigation, and this also comes from CNN, um, they, they were talking about how Sondland's testimony yesterday punched several gaping holes in Trump's the Trump administration's defense of the Ukraine saga. He says, um, Sondland said that Um, He got the impression that Ukrainian President Zelensky didn't actually have to conduct these investigations they've been talking about, but he just had to announce them. If he's correct, that lends credence to the theory that the probes were simply a political maneuver. Sondland's testimony was especially important for Democrats because he's one of the main witnesses to have had direct contact with the president during the time of the Ukraine Ukraine dealings. And really what that is saying is like these investigations, Donald Trump keeps coming out talking about he cares about corruption, corruption, corruption. If you didn't actually need these investigations to be done, but you just wanted them to be talking about the fact that they were happening, mm-hmm. which, for the record, is ass backwards for investigations, yeah. because when you're doing an investigation, you're you not supposed no to be talking one. about it. All of those things are just really interesting in the way that they blow holes into the into the, the whole uh, narrative about what he was trying to do in Ukraine. So, so just very quickly, how many more people do we have to get through and when is the vote? There are nine this week. We've already been through, I think, four or five. Um, and so we don't know what's going to happen in the coming weeks. They haven't announced more of the schedule, so we're not really sure yet. Okay, so it could be a big, it's definitely going to be after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, there probably will be more hearings um, to come. You know how they have a football game on Thanksgiving? They should have a testimony on Thanksgiving. From Donald Trump specifically. Yeah, and they'll be like, yeah, and there'll be like a halftime show and everything. It's going to be great. All right. Uh, Lots more when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject returns. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Let's just do this announcement now, because I don't want to keep dragging it out through the show. We tease that we have a big announcement to make, and uh, and I think it's worth talking about, talking about it on the airwaves right now, and we... Because we, we believe in our listeners, okay? And we don't ever want to let them down. And when they make a decision, you know, we do things that require votes on this show. I, yeah. And when, we, when the voting is in, the voting is in. We don't do that recount BS. We don't do electoral colleges. We We're a direct, the, a direct democracy. We are. We're a very simple democracy, okay? And when the people have spoken, the people have spoken. Which is why I have been arguing for the entire week about... 
how to raise the stakes for our games. Now, we put out a Twitter poll earlier in the week. on well, how it was we last g- Friday. Oh, okay, last yeah. Friday, sure. About how to raise the stakes on our games. Because, you know, like today we're doing gay, gay, cray, cray, and we're like, okay, well, you got it, or, oh, you didn't get it. And then it's just kind of we sit here and stare at each other and move on to the next thing. So I think we should raise the stakes. And then Ginger Justin... Randomly well, we kicked, on the we, air well, was we like, what about some getting different... fired? We kicked around like a bunch of ideas. Justin like asserted at the end, like, oh, well, we should, someone should get fired. And it was like, oh, girl, like, yeah, sit down. That would be crazy. But like, put it in the poll because we thought it was funny. But like. Just to be clear, you put it in the poll. I did. Because we were sitting around talking. I was like, okay, fine. I'll put it in there. But like. But. I didn't expect that to be like the overwhelming winner. I did. So I thought, oh, I saw, and I, I actually sent a mock tweet to you guys going, hey, should we put out the following options and tweet it out? And you were like, oh, I did it already. And I was like, what the hell? And I, and well, I looked on Twitter and get fired was one of the options. It was well, by everybody. My thing was, you expected people to vote for this. I didn't expect for someone to vote for this because I thought the listeners liked us all <laughs> and didn't want to see someone uh-huh. go. Well, you see, that's where you're <laughs> that's wrong. That's where we're apparently wrong. And they're you, hoping we all lose. They're, they're hoping, hoping that it's that, a four-way loss yeah. and that it's just... Just music starting on Monday. So here's what we've decided to do. Four hours of nonstop music. Four hours of just nonstop music. It's DJ Alex and DJ Lisa right. for eight hours now total. So here's what we're going to do. We I, I said, you know, the results of the poll were obviously get fired was the number one choice. That was 42% of the vote, followed by eating a smoothie with bugs in it, which was 33% of the vote. Which I thought, go ahead. Okay. Then I said, well, now that it's been out there, we got to do it. And I mean, I know we can't legally fire somebody, but this person, whoever loses the next game is just going to have to, they're going to have to go. They're going to have to leave. And you guys all pushed against it, but you, this is what you stand for, Jerry. But Allie, you are stand you... for democracy and we have to Listen, democracy is dead, but. <laughs> You're you're telling me that you're willing to leave this show if you lose tomorrow. Hey, I've been fired before. Well, we I all am have. I am now immune to it. Been there, done okay? that. Yeah. So if I were to leave, I I hey, there's a rideshare app with my name on it. Fair enough. Okay. And all she has to do is not get last place. Exactly. Fair enough. Yeah, but so here's what we're gonna do tomorrow. We're not gonna do it today with gay gay cray cray because it would be ridiculous. Oh, they're hetero. You're fired. Um, <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we're gonna play a game that uh, I've played up in San Francisco before. It's called Black Friday Prices Right. It's a very fun game. It's a game that all four of us can play. Yeah. And it's a game that requires some skill. I will advise all of us not to cheat. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring in a very special guest because nobody, not none of the four of us can actually host the game. I'm actually very excited about who we're bringing in. We've never been on the air together. No, Um, but you have heard his voice here before on the airwaves of Channel Q. Yes. Because we decided who better to do this than a man who knows a lot about getting fired Somebody whose voice could no longer be on the air for legal reasons, Mr. Kevin, Kevin Klein, Klein, will be joining us tomorrow on the show live to play Black Friday Prices Right. And I will play, Jarrett will play, producer Emmy will play, Ginger Justin will play, and I have he to say will be that, hosting the game. I have to say, part of my anxiety is like the whole last hired, first fired thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> it puts me in a weird yeah, position. Yeah, you don't know. That turnover rate for that chair is kind of high. Yeah, yeah. We, so We've got to take a quick break. News it or lose, it's coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Welcome back to Drop the Subjects. It is now time for Democracy to Reign. It is News It or Lose It. We're going to do a little bit of a different... It's uh, now time. It's now time for Democracy yeah, to start the reigning. Last, the last segment, it was not... <laughs> it was not time. Um, but right now, we're going to do a hybrid News It or Lose It like we normally do on Fridays because we've got two guests coming up later on in the show. So Allie's going to do three headlines. I'm going to do three headlines. We'll see how many p- stories you guys get out of the whole deal. All right. You want me to start or you uh, want to start? Uh, I'll start since you have the bell. Got you it. ready? Yep. Okay, number one. Holy moly, an alternative Game of Thrones ending exists, and I would like to see it. Wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It acts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amazon wants to ship you anything in 30 minutes. They're going to need a lot of robots. This is so dumb. Why do we need things in 30 minutes? Depends on what you're ordering. <laughs> um, and new smart skin may let you reach uh. out and virtually touch anyone. <laughs> That sounds like a Me Too situation. Looking for a place to happen. Oh, man. I guess I'll do a three for three. Five. I hope we... Five. I, we can't... It's not five. five. It's a three for three. We have to move five. on. We can't do this right now. <laughs> All right. What you got? Headline number one. Coldplay decides not to tour because climate change. Cold is in the name. Lose it. <laughs> Headline number two, Uber announces they will now audio record all rides moving forward. Oh, interesting. Okay. Headline number three, scientists claim that they found insects on Mars. Oh, (laughs) next we're going to be eating them freeze-dried with honey mustard. Let's do it. (laughs) All right, cool. So we have five five total stories. Five. All right, when we get back, we're going to go into those stories. News that are lose it returns. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. All right, Allie, I basically knocked it out of the park this time around um, and got three stories. You got two. It's fine. Perfectly mm-hmm. respectable number. You got five stories to cover in two segments, so you better start <laughs> stop tooting your own horn and get to it. So, as you all know, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. You watched the last season, though, which I respect that you just randomly watched. I watched the last two episodes of the previous season as well. Really a big commitment. Totally caught up. There we go. Um, So apparently uh, they shot an alternative ending to the finale of the show. And uh, one of the actors from the show was talking about it. This headline comes from BuzzFeed. It says, holy moly, an alternative Game of Thrones ending exists and I would like to see it. Um, For those of you who didn't make the Game of Thrones finale, we've got this exciting news because in a recent interview, Christopher Hivju... Hivju, H I V. Ah, yes, Mr. Hivju. I know him well. <clears throat> Love that guy. He plays. Of the Detroit Hivjus. Of course. He plays a character um, who played uh, our favorite redhead <laughs> Tormund Giants Bane. Oh, okay. He's Tormund. He's the big giant ginger guy with the beard. Yeah, him. Uh, he confirmed previous reports that the cast filmed an alternative ending to the beloved series. No. He says, well, we shot an alternative ending and he went on to say that it was mostly for fun. He says, while he didn't give away much about the shoot, he says, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell you about it, but it does kind of give us hope that we'll maybe see the ending because everyone was so upset about how the series ended. Um, I'm not, (laughs) the article, I love BuzzFeed the way that they write these articles in first person. It says, I'm not suggesting someone start a petition for the footage to be released, but I'm not 
not suggesting <laughs> that either. Um, what do you think? And I'm like, I think what they're going to do, I think they're going to, I think if I were them, I would make sure to edit this thing together. Because like, it's one thing to shoot it, right? But you also have to edit it, color correct it, do sound, all this other stuff. And I would put it out on HBO put Max. The Starbucks coffee cups in there. I, yeah. I would put I would put it on HBO Max when it launches. Because people would be really excited to see so that. So I'm going to disagree and say we will never see this footage. Oh, I don't think we're going to. I'm saying that's what they should do. Oh, that's what they should do. Yeah. But I mean, imagine how much money that show is making to be able to film an entirely separate e- se- ending for fun. Well, that's what say, I was this thinking. This is just for fun. It's $10 million per episode. episode. So if they were going to do a, an alternate ending, that caught like well, how many... Well, the thing is, we don't know if it's like, when they say alternate ending, if they mean like a scene or if they mean like a whole episode. Like, I don't know what or they mean like by that. Or is it like somebody's iPhone being like, what if this happened? Meh. Oh, it could be something really shoddy like that too. Yes, it could just be something super dumb yeah. that the actors did together and they I, got a camera guy. I just imagine it as like a scene that they, they did differently. I can't imagine it's like an episode or something. Yeah, maybe there would be one scene that they just delivered. They're like, okay, one take, just whatever you want. You can go yeah. off script. John just Snow's king. Improvise it, make it your own. He gets the throne, and he gets the throne, and yeah, and, and you then know, Danny and Arya and him end up together. Arya gets to kill Cersei. Yeah, Arya's know. gay, by the way. Of course, <laughs> I would always like that. All right, I was gonna say, uh, I think that was just your fantasy. Okay, I don't know just, that that was I'm, for the writer. I'm saying we should start a, a spinoff where she's gay. What anyway, you got? Uh, okay, so. I actually got into an argument with Katie about whether or not anyone has ever landed on Mars. Do you know the answer to that question? Yeah, there's a rover on Mars right now. There's a rover, but not a person. Right. I don't think a person's ever been there. No. Okay. So, scientists have now claimed that they have spotted insects on Mars. So, there are... There's a, a... a photograph that has been released of the surface of Mars and an entomologist by the name of William Romaser... He's in Ohio. Yep. And uh, he said that he, he, according to this, you know, research poster, he thinks that this is an insect. But some people think it's just a bunch of rocks. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to show you the picture here because the etymologist or entomologist or whatever his name is, he pointed out where the he circled the top half and was like, here's the head, here's the thorax, here's the abdomen, here's a wing, and you know, kind of breaks down the different parts of this bug. So if there is in fact life on Mars, this could completely change whether we're going to head over there, and it'll definitely uh, change the Whether we're going to head over there, like, just on Tuesday after the show? Yeah, we're going (laughs) to head on over there. I mean, that's the plan, is for everyone to head over there, but I will say that uh, basic bitches will not want to go to Mars when there's a bunch of bugs on it. I just, the the thing about living on Mars, like, that makes it completely untenable for me is, like, I think it takes like a, an extremely long time to get there. You've never been. It's not like there's a brochure. And by the time you get there, it's like, sis, do you really think you're just going to turn right back around and come back? Yeah. And I mean, you have to look good against a red background all the time. Which, you know, works for some skin tones and not others. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Allie. How often do you order from Amazon? You know, not as often as I'd like. Really? Yeah, because I'm just trying. I'm trying to save, but 
uh, that that buy with one click is is a toughie. It's, it is, and I'm I'm one of those people who shops in, with Amazon in waves. Like it'll be waves where I'll just order something back to back to back, day after day after day, or you know, week after week. And then you forget about Amazon, and, and then, then you're like, oh months. yeah, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, Amazon. I, I can I totally for- find anything. You're right. I forget because, for example, this is so stupid. I'll be quick. I need a new lunchbox, a little lunchbox that I bring mm. to to work every day. I should have. That. And I'm just sitting here with no lunchbox, like a doofus. Just sitting there going, I don't know. Well, I guess it's just gone. I'll never well, have actually, another one. And then Amazon, I'm like, oh. Amazon is working on being able to get you a lunchbox before the show's over. Stop. The headline you from CNN. You stop it. You stop it right now. You stop it, Jeff Bezos. The CNN, <laughs> from CNN Business uh, headline says, Amazon wants to ship you anything in 30 minutes. It's going to need a lot of robots. They say they're burning through billions to get you stuff faster, and it'll spend more than $35 billion on shipping costs this year. That is... $35 billion on shipping costs alone, more than twice what it spent two years ago. They say the company recently warned investors it'll drop an extra $1.5 billion this holiday as it um, as it is working on transition to one-day shipping for Prime members. Profits are shrinking, and yet this may prove to be a modest undertaking compared to Amazon's future delivery ambitions. Uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, Jeff, excuse me, Jeff Wilkie from uh, Amazon said... When, <laughs> He's the underrated Jeff. Exactly, right? He <laughs> says, Jeff Wilkie, I'm, I'm doing stuff. He says, when we have a full drone fleet, you'll be able to order anything and get it in 30 minutes if you live near a hub that Service by drones. That's only possible because of robotics. Are you being um, Amazon is built out a network of costly of fulfillment centers. <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on. Emmy was just adding to the conversation. Oh, sorry. I, sorry. Um, Did you say? At, but hold on. He's not listening. That's only possible because of you robotics. You gotta put your headphones on. Sorry. What? I, I hold on. I don't wear headphones because I have glasses you and have earrings. You have to wear headphones. Go ahead. Are you being watched by your bedside? I'm going to throw a something at you. Like, <laughs> I swear to God. So you guys what, actually could have let it go by, and like the, the listeners would have heard it, and I didn't. No, I think it's important. Uh, they say Amazon has built out a network of costly fulfillment centers across the U.S. and the world. Um, there's, you know, Amazon fulfillment centers all over the place. So seemingly, you could be getting yourself in 30 minutes. I don't want something in 30 minutes. Why? Because I appreciate. What a weird complaint. I, I enjoy the tracking i enjoy the waiting no you don't yes yes i do i enjoy ordering something even if it's the next day i'm like okay cool i I know that why are you looking at me like that because you are on an utter pile of bull <laughs> can i say that no oh. whoa <laughs> whoa <laughs> i did not know that that would be the moment you swore on the air was that i, I totally- want to wait for a package <laughs> Is that the most insulting of all the Donald Trump things we've like, talked about? Of that all is the most ridiculous thing. Things. You don't want things in 30 minutes? No. I want to wait a day. <laughs> totally didn't realize it's, what I was Patience is important, Jared. If we get something, then we're going to be like, why do I wait a whole 30 minutes? I ordered it. I mean, five minutes has gone by. Where's my stupid lunchbox? Oh, God. Tell your next story. Get out of here. Uber. I totally is didn't even realize start. I was going to say that. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> now we know Jared's hot buttons. Oh, man. Amazon, apparently. Amazon <laughs> and not wanting to wait for things or wanting to wait for things. Okay. Uber has started taking audio recordings of people's journeys. And they're going to be storing the recordings within the app. Apparently, this is a safety thing, but this is now a big announcement that Uber has made. They are going to be recording all rides from now on. And, of course, it does open up this whole discussion about people's privacy and things like that. But I think what's important to note here is that 
I mean, we, we've we've gone over some of our Alexa's recordings, and they're really boring. Mm. I mean, most of them are really boring. <laughs> so if we're going to start listening to people's Uber rides, I actually found a clip, and this is pretty much all you need. This is every Uber ride. You're going to want to put your headphones, headphones back, headphones on, back on, on for this, Jared. Uh, I'll save you the trouble. This is not going to be interesting from now on. All Uber rides are going to be recorded, and this is what you're going to hear. What's going on? I'm your Uber driver. How y'all doing? How are you? I'm good, I'm good. What you doing? <laughs> um, do you guys like rap music or? Yes. Kinda? Yeah. I'm trying to get into rap and stuff like that. If, if I were to rap, would y'all like critique That's me? So or? there we go. This is every, this is every oh Uber Lord. rap. It's just everyone using that opportunity to talk See, about what their real job is. I was already suspicious when he said, I'm your Uber driver. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why are you talking to me saying something like that? That's I mean, weird. you take Uber enough, so you know that this is the type of thing that happens often. Maybe not somebody actually rapping in front of you, but totally it's somebody weird. being like, oh yeah, I like your shirt. You know, I actually own a design company. I'm on the phone. Thank you so much. Oh, hold on. I have a a conference car. car. If you'd like. Thank you so much. So it's that and drunk girls. Lord Jesus. That's Uber recordings. Hopefully, I have smart skin by then and I can like repel the whole situation (laughs) because apparently, smart skin is a thing that's coming. Okay. So, what is smart skin? Um, Well, coming from. This is such a tech savvy uh, news or loop. Exactly, right? They say um, visualize touching your sweetheart's face on the screen of your laptop and seeing a reaction to your touch in real time, even though you're miles apart. Suddenly, you feel a touch on your face. What? Or if your grandparent... Oh, no. (laughs) No. No. Why is the grandparent under the picture? Um, They say technology allows us to see and hear each other from almost anywhere in the world, but our devices still can't give us that kind of one-on-one sense of touch. That proof of human connection. Um, They say for years, science has been scrambling to add tactile sensation to our virtual experiences. And in a paper published on Wednesday, uh, this uh, from the Journal of Nature... Um, there's a team at Northwestern that report a new wireless and battery-free smart skin that could shift the course of this technology. They say through a fast and programmable array of miniature vibrating discs embedded in a soft, flexible material, this smart skin can contour to the body and deliver sensory input that basically you'd feel what you're seeing. Um, that kind of makes me think about all your sex robot stories. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I say it's over. Because if you can do this... It's it's over. You don't need any person anymore. Well, All you need is a robot by your bedside. Well, I, that's it. Hold I on. So. By- Are you being watched by your bedside <laughs> at a robot? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have Emmy cut your flub earlier about is <laughs> is, is is Greta Thornburg a, is tra- Greta a time Thornburg travel a time travel? <laughs> yeah, that's another gem. Hey, I have no problem if you want to find that soundbite. <laughs> we're we're it's gonna do not that. as good. It's not at a robot good, but it's it's pretty good. Uh, Drop the subject comes back after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Good stuff. Good stuff. You know, if you've missed any of this, you got to check out the podcast. Drop the subject no, wherever you, you find your podcast. Yeah. That won't be necessary. Explicit content, we may need to say. <laughs> Jesus. Put a little E on the side of it. It makes us more you, badass. I was saying to you on, on the news, like, I can't say much of anything. And here, there's a lot more freedom to say <laughs> more things, but not everything. As many things, yeah. And there are moments when I'm like, can I say blank here? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, you can say that. And then there are other moments where it's like, can I say blank? Yeah. 
No, you cannot say no. that. Well, I'm glad that Ginger Justin was out of the room. We would have had to dump that regardless oh of who gosh. was in here. Right? But uh, I think that Ginger Justin would have pressed that button about 17 times in That's a row. That's hilarious. Uh, anyway, it is time to kick off Gay Gay Cray Cray, our Thursday staple. Again, any opportunity to play Britney Spears crazy. Of course. Very gay friendly. Uh, she, she cray cray. Okay? <laughs> That's not a debate. Um, love her, though. This is the point of the show where we share a story about a couple and something that they're doing. Sometimes it involves, you know, jail time. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it involves a wedding. In this case, it does. And I'll give as many details to you as possible, Jarrett. And uh, we're not doing who gets fired on this ga- on the for, with this game, just to Ooh. let everyone know. We are doing a game tomorrow where the loser of the game will have to leave their post here <laughs> on Drop the Subject. Uh, we can't legally say that person's being fired, but they will be leaving and because democracy is not dead on Drop the Subject. It is alive and well. It is alive and well, and we are honoring it. But uh, for today, no stakes. Just leaving it, keeping it simple here. No steak? No, I'll give you a steak. How's okay. that? I'll buy you a steak Sounds if you're good. right. So uh, this it has to do with a couple, and uh, and I'll give you all the details I can without revealing their, their gender identities and or their names, and then you guess if they are a gay gay couple or just a boring hetero cray cray couple. This involves a couple and two Build-A-Bears. Okay, this is a couple. I won't give you their first names, but their last—they're married now. They just got married. Their last name is Smagas. Oh God. S M A G A C Z. Smagas. Smagas. It has maga in the mor- in the middle, which kind of <laughs> concerns me. <laughs> okay, already maybe a hint. We'll right. see. So they—they said that they just got married, but their wedding vows are already six years old because on Valentine's Day they were high school sweethearts. They went on a date for their one-year anniversary to a Build-A-Bear factory. They went. I a... assume in a mall next to an Orange Julius. So wait, let me make sure I'm getting this right. They've been to get. They have a six-year-old. What? They 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 just got married. It's 2019. Right. Uh huh. But they started dating in high school. Okay. In 2013, on their first anniversary on Valentine's Day of 2014, they had said anniversary at a Build-A-Bear factory. Got it. Okay. Okay. Where one of the people in the couple said, hey, why don't we do this great idea and write each other's wedding vows in the bear and stuff it into the bear for safekeeping. This is making me nauseous. (laughs) Now they have reopened the bears six years later. Oh, because they never saw the other person's vows. Actually, that's really kind of adorable, (laughs) which also makes me a little nauseous. This is definitely gaggable in a good or bad way depending on how you look at it they said that they've always been super cheesy and they are now using the promises that they made inside of those bears guts for their wedding before the wedding the couple reopened the build of bears that contained the vows that they made as teenagers one of them at that one of the bears they they had been through it a little bit like one bear had an eye missing uh, because the dog ate uh, ate one of the eyeballs the dog that dog that they now have they privately read the messages to one another the night of their rehearsal dinner and then they read them at the wedding the next day, along with a new set of personal vows. Now they are happy, happily married. See, One, the producer in me is like, no, you have to open the bear at the wedding and say the vows for the first time there. Yeah, you can't. I mean, but they do say, like, when we got married, they were like, and then we'll do your first looks where you can look at each other and yeah. be all surprised. And I'm like, before the wedding? Yeah, that's kind of weird. But then they're like, you're going to be so nervous during the wedding that... I know that it seems like surprises are a good thing. It's always a good photo, though. But that's true. Yeah. Okay, go on. So now they are happily married and they're staying focused on enjoying married life. I will, before I wrap up here, give you their jobs. Mm, One of them 
works in custom and furniture, custom furniture and woodworking. Mm-hmm. The other one, <laughs> I'm hesitant to give you this because it's going to give it away. But I, I don't I'm know. already pretty confident these are gay guys. But go ahead. Okay. The other one runs a spray tan business. Oh, absolutely. And, and manages a boutique called Poppies. This is two gay men. <laughs> so what do you think? So you're thinking gay men? Remember we did uh we, we did the marri- the the couple that got married at the the protest and that's how we birthed Gene and Terry. Mm-hmm. This is is as gay as I can imagine. Mind right. you, I could be completely wrong, but these two are are homosexual du jour. <laughs> All right. They just got married in this past September, and they went on Good Morning America this week, and their names are Alyssa and Chase. They are hetero. Oh, my God. What? Hetero crazies at a high school sweethearts. Look at their little pictures together with the Build-A-Bear. What? Back when Build-A-Bear was a thing. I don't even think in 2013 was a thing anymore, but they decided to do it. And now they're happily married doing woodworking and spray tanning. I (laughs) can't. We will be right back. Emmy thought they were hetero. Yeah. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Allie? Yep. We have a years-long tradition here on this show um, that we've been doing for the last two weeks um, where, you know, Oprah always has our favorite things and they're always a delightful list of things, some of which you can afford, many of which you cannot. Things that are that look really cozy and then you click on them and they're less cozy because you had to drop $200 to buy it. You have a very cynical view of Oprah's list. Just want to put that out there. Anyway. There are some... A lot of it is expensive. It is expensive, but she's Oprah. She's got billions. I so, know. So, we put out our list last week of our favorite things, and this week we're doing our list of our least favorite things. Each week, each day of the week, we've been um, listing off our, our things. Allie was on Monday because of Nose Ghost. Nose Ghost! Okay. Why are we doing that? <laughs> Why did I lose? I don't even know what it's You're for. You're still lost. God. You're still lost. Uh, Tuesday was me. Wednesday was Justin's. And today... Today is producer Emmy. She has our list of her least favorite things. So, Emmy, what you got for us? I do. So, first and foremost, as I said in the promo, rude or unapologetic people. Mm. And most people hear the term unapologetic as like a positive thing, like you just own it. But I don't think so at all. I think it shows an immense uh, character in someone if they can own up to being wrong or they can admit that they did something that was not proper or whatever I think that takes a lot more character than someone that's like whatever I said what I said and that's what you know I always say like you can't (laughs) you can't be crappy and unapologetic right like if you're gonna be crappy at least be sorry but if you're gonna be crappy and unapologetic that just kinda makes you a D-bag yeah I guess that's true it is a fine line there between confidence and just being a stuck up a-hole yeah yeah now, does this include people with bad manners or just rude manners? Like yeah, if somebody's walking manners. through a door and they obviously see you and they just let it close, I, the, uh, or they the see you Jarrett, drop something and the, they just kick it. The old Jarrett, I would be like, "You're welcome." Yeah, but that's true. yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily do it anymore, yeah. but like, yeah, it's an internal cringing moment. Exactly. Always. Second is invasions of personal space or mm. when people touch me non-consensually, like mm. strangers. I don't like being touched or if people are too close to me, I freak out. It gives me really bad anxiety. As you guys know, you've seen me. Yes. No. Uh, Emmy's very um She won't let us go into her box. About <laughs> I'll just say it. My spit. 
Uh, just wanted to let that sit there for a second. Oh my um, god! Emmy Emmy runs our board, obviously, and produces the show. And yeah, like she has, she has a little, little she has a little there. box yeah. around her. Um, like it's on the floor. It's a box on the floor. Um, and it's like if you step into the square, I'm like. Emmy, coming into the box. Coming into the box. She was like, it's fine. Thank you. All right. Sometimes they're worse than others, but um, also when someone says they're going to do something and they don't do it. That's Mm. mine too. That was on my list. People who say they're going to do something and then don't do it. That pisses me off so much. Especially when you could have said nothing at all. Yes. Yeah. What does it say? What what does it get you to say, I'm going to do, I'll do this. I'm going to take the time to take this on. And then, and then not do it. Just right. don't just don't say anything. Exactly. Yeah. I feel you on that. Uh, when an outfit looks really good in my head, but trash when I try it on. <laughs> that's the worst, man. So that's kind of like me saying, like, when you order something online and the, sh- the size is different when it gets there. True. I just ordered something online this morning and I'm like, I had to look at the size three different times and they had measurement. I had to like yeah. measure myself. I'm like, I'm not a triple extra large, yeah. but like for this jacket. Never mind. Go on. Damn. Sorry. I, I hate smelling people's odors. I have a really strong sense of smell, and if I get a whiff of someone's funk, it's. Emmy was over. the one that told us she, if someone farts in the gym, it makes you want to vomit. Yeah, because I get stuck on things as well. I don't know if it's like some sort of like mental glitch, but like when I think about something and like I break it down, I'm like, oh my god, there's fecal matter in my nose that came from their body. Like that's ah, what a fart is. That's where you smell farts. Yeah. yeah, it's fecal. And I would just like, I, I don't know, my mind also just goes other places. Now, I, not to take too much time with this, but just general honesty here, are there any funky smells in this studio that bother you on a regular basis? She's like, from yes. From us personally or the food we bring in? Because we do bring in, yeah? I smell people's feet and I'm just like, <sighs> okay, is Wait, it one of here? our feet? Mm-hmm, all the time. It smells Whoa. like feet. In here? Yeah. When does it smell like feet in here? When I, I maybe it's maybe it's the morning show after they've just been in here oh. and you know. uh, well it, it they do keep it rather warm in here and I will say that makes smells yeah. Interesting. Multiply. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Having to get out of bed when I'm already comfy, like to turn off the lights or oh. if I forgot something, like mm. that's the worst feeling for me. That's why I'm always getting out of bed before we go to bed because Katie go. will not do it. I used to <laughs> I used to call my roommate into my room uh, years ago when I first moved to LA. Um, I would call her into my room and be like, hey, and like come in, call her in and like strike up like some mm. brief conversation with her uh, while I'm in bed. And then I'd be like, oh can you turn off the light as you go out? And she'd be like, oh yeah, it's fine. And then like after a couple of times of doing that, she was like, did you call me in here to just turn off your light? Yeah. And then like she opened the door and like left the light on. I was like, ah! That's my life too. I hate it. I'm going to get through these really quick because we only have a minute left. When people say, what do you mean? When I clearly communicated exactly what Mm. I meant. Like, I was like, what do you mean? I just told you exactly what I meant. Like, there's no more way I can break that down any easier for you to comprehend. I'm sorry. Uh, When people (laughs) complain about positive things, when they're like, oh, my boyfriend got me flowers again. This is the third time this week. Like, when they make like positive things, like. It's like, oh, Amazon delivered this to me in 30 minutes. Exactly. Okay, you know what? But those people, I I think what annoys you maybe is that it's obviously being said for attention. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you're not really complaining about that. Oh, stop. Oh, my gosh. She got me another trip to Europe. Ugh, where am I going to have the time? And then gaining weight after working out really hard, which is like water retention. Like, I (laughs) hate weighing myself after I work out because I like will gain weight for water. See, I always weigh myself at the same time, like in the morning. Yeah, you got to do morning. After I go to the bathroom, before I shower, before I eat or anything, I just Mm -hmm. do that. Completely nude. Exactly. On a Friday after you've been working out all week. I hate going to the doctor because I always, I mean, I have big feet. I wear big sneakers and like, I'm in jeans and a jacket. And they're like, oh, hop on the scale. I'm like, 
Um, no. Yeah, you're like, like I, I have all this extra it. stuff exactly. on me. You have to take away 10 pounds. Yeah. Thank you very much for your list, Emmy. Very, very good. That concludes our least favorite list and uh, least favorite things list. And you can always uh, call in with yours. You know, we had a listener do their favorite things last week. So 833-77-CALL-Q. You can call us or you can tweet your least favorite list at DTS show. When we come back, drop the president. We'll talk about what happened in the presidential debates last night. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Let's get into some of them debates, because that happened last night. It's been a very, very active week politically. So, of course, we cover everything here on Drop the Subject. We cover impeachment updates, crazy impeachment stuff. We cover whistleblower stuff. And, of course, Drop the President. Drop the President. Is all things 2020 election related. So how was it last night? I know you said that, of course, I know, I assume that you're watching all of these. And I uh, I watched a little bit of it, but now I'm reading a recap and all I'm reading is Harris rips Gabbard. And I'm very confused. Yeah, that was definitely one of the moments of the night that uh, really kind of stuck out to me. I'll say I <laughs> I sent an email to a friend of mine at NBC News because I was like, what a day. They spent all day in uh, in hearings coverage. The hearings went, I think, another probably 11 hours. And then they had a whole presidential debate last night with 10 candidates. And I was like, just wanted to let you know I'm thinking about you because yeah, I know these are really this long hard days. time. Um, yes, Kamala Harris had a moment that you spoke about uh, where Tulsi Gabbard kind of came for her. And then uh, Kamala Harris... <laughs> was not here for the BS. She was not. And uh, she really kind of, uh, she got ad- got after her. She said, um, looking at the, the NBC News recap, they, they put it pretty well. They say, um, Kamala Harris saved her biggest attack for Tulsi Gabbard, accusing the Congresswoman of Hawaii of having worked against the Democratic Party over the past four years. The California senator made the case that she could win because she could rebuild the Obama coalition of women, black voters, um, and working class voters. She also said that Tulsi Gabbard, though, um, was like trying to get in at Trump Tower to have a meeting with Donald Trump back during the transition. Like the Tulsi. she came, she came after her, and I was just like, oh. But Tulsi came after her. Tulsi, right? Tulsi started it. Kamala Harris certainly finished, finished it. it. Yeah, because um, I mean, it, like you said too, she's a Russian spy. Well, I, okay, I didn't say that. Okay, but well, you said I mean that there were there, there there are definitely plenty of people who feel like she's a Russian agent, and there was a, a piece of a data that came out over the weekend that suggested um, they they did like analysis of like Russian state media and how they cover the different candidates, and Russian state media has covered Tulsi Gabbard the most favorably of any Democratic candidate. And they often talk about how Tulsi Gabbard discusses um, foreign policy in ways that Russians do and that Mm -hmm. Putin would. Um, And so it's an interesting thing because I would say if anyone is really wondering about Tulsi Gabbard, I don't know if she's a Russian agent. She certainly has Russian agency kind of tendencies. But if you're wondering about that, the answer to that question will come after the primary. She's Russian spy curious. Well, I see what you did there because it sounded like you can keep going now Um, Tulsi Gabbard uh, (laughs) when the primaries are over and candidates are looking at what they're going to do next if Tulsi Gabbard gets in as a third party candidate that will give you all the information that you need to know because the third party candidate like 
she knows she has no chance of winning, right. but she can cut into the Democratic margins or something like that. Uh, if Tulsi Gabbard gets in as a third party independent candidate, you'll for know the what Green, her plan was the whole time. Exactly. I see. Which, if that's your plan, it's smart. Get in, get as much FaceTime in these debates as you can. But like for people who feel like she's, you know, an, a Russian asset or something like yeah. that, that is going to be a, an alarm bell for them. So I did hear about, uh, I mean, a lo- uh, the, the impeachment hearings were a big part of the debates. They were talking about that the right out question. the gate. And of course, you know, I've I seen across the board, everyone believes that he should be impeached and all that stuff. But then Warren, and I don't know, I want to know how much she talked about this last night because I was looking on her Twitter last night and she had this whole, you know, add your name to show that no president is above the law and kind of introducing this plan to make sure that it would basically pass a law clarifying Congress's intent that the Department of Justice can indict the president of the United sitting president. Yeah, when they this was the very first question and it went to her and I thought she answered it um, in a really uh, smart interesting way. She talked about how uh, if anyone has any questions about you know who Donald Trump is or what Donald Trump will do, you need to only look to the Mueller report and I was like, oh, where yeah. is she going with this? Yeah. And she says, the Mueller report came out and the day after Mueller testified before Congress Donald Trump was on the phone with the Ukrainian president Um, and so she was like he felt emboldened like he can do whatever he wants to do which is an interesting line to draw but like but like literally that is an interesting line to draw yeah literally Mueller testified on July 24th and on July 25th this uh, conversation with the Ukrainian president that's in question wow I didn't realize that yeah so it was an interesting way to frame it I don't know how accurate it is you can only you know know so much about what's in a person's mind but I will say that Elizabeth Warren, everyone seemed like they had a pretty decent night last night. And, you know, listening to some of the analysis was pretty good. As opposed to Tulsi Gabbard, I don't know that she had the best night, but uh, it was it was it was it was challenging to get through, to be honest with you. I feel like nowadays these debates are starting to just kind of feel like they're dragging on. They've never had a, a debate with less than 10 people. And I feel like I don't know how much of a service we're doing the American people to continue to have debates with 10 people on stage. No, I totally agree. It's it's disengaging. And I think I think there are still 17, 18 people who are still technically running for president. Oh, I still get I unsubscribed yesterday. To Marianne Williamson? Yeah, I did. She was oh, just it was too no. much. I know. And then I also kept getting more emails of course after you did. I unsubscribed. Of course you yeah, did. Yeah, she group on me. I will say, she group on me. I will also tell you, uh, Cory Booker was standing in the Marianne Williamson spot last night, so that was interesting to me because this where you stand on stage has to do with where you rank in polling. I think Cory Booker might be one of the next ones to pull out. Oh, that's Channel Q. (laughs) We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Nurse Alice is here. She's going to be talking to us about the biggest holiday stressors and how to deal with them. That's up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject returns, and we have a plus one in the house. Allie and Jarrett, and oh, now I love that. Nurse. We have a plus one. Yes, in the we house. do. Nurse Alice, welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's of, like being at home with family. Of course, <laughs> we love having you, and uh, we're going to try to have you on a little more often now. Yay! Because there's all kinds of stuff to talk about in the world of health and things mm-hmm. that people are afraid of or stressed about, especially when it comes to the holiday season. Now, the holiday season is approaching. Thanksgiving is one week away. That's insane. I know. I know. Thanksgiving being a week away from today is, it, it's a little jarring when you said that the other day. I right like, oh now, a week from today, we're going to be wondering when dinner is. At oh no. 12.26 Pacific Standard See, Time. I'll probably start cooking the day before, so I'll have like, I might even have like a Thanksgiving breakfast. So right now at this time, mm-hmm. you'd be having 
you'd just be in the kitchen cooking after having a Thanksgiving breakfast. Probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. Do you cook, Nurse Alice? I do. Um, I try not to because um, I don't like washing dishes. Oh, okay. Um, well, I wanted we wanted to talk to you specifically about some of the stressors around the holiday season because, of course, we all love being around family and everything, but it can be very, very... No, I'm yeah. Uh, I think it can be stressful for a lot of people. There are a few reasons for that, so we're going to go over some of those reasons and what people can do to combat some of those stressors. And the first one here is just very simple. Family and the social pressures that come around being with family. Absolutely. I mean, there are already pressures on the everyday, but the holidays, who, you know, go figure, the time you're supposed to be the happiest is the most stressful time. Mm. And that's because there's a lot going on. People want family updates, what's going on with you, who you're dating, uh, are you going to buy this house, and um, lots of family visits and social gatherings. And that takes a lot of money and planning. So it can sometimes suck out the fun out of the holidays. And so I'll say this. If you're going to have family over or have some gatherings, make sure that you plan ahead as much as possible so you're not like shopping for ingredients the night before. Mm-hmm. right? Um, and then also make sure you do something that relaxing afterwards. Because party planning, cooking, cleaning, and all that stuff. And, you know, I love my family, but sometimes I love them from a distance. Mm-hmm. Um and friends, sometimes it's just too much. I like the idea much. of having of planning to do something afterward, like to unwind for yourself, especially if you're the hosting that year. Like hosting Thanksgiving or Christmas is a very stressful thing for a lot of people. It, it's not just cooking, right? It's having all those people in your house. You have to clean. You have to prepare. Someone's probably staying with you. Like mm-hmm. that can be really, really stressful. Yeah. I love stressful. the idea of planning to do something afterward for yourself. Yeah, and I think you make another great point, Nurse Alice, about being put on the spot. I think that's what people feel stressed about mm. when you're meeting families not necessarily like I have a bad relationship with all my family members or right. anything by any stretch of the imagination but constantly being like how's your project going what so what have you been doing what have you this uh, are you guys going to have a bit ba- like it's all this stuff that you're already kind of mulling over in your mind and are stressing you out and all of those things even though they're well intended are now at the forefront of your mind at a holiday function. Yeah. Exactly. And these don't these never happen on a one-on-one. They happen in front of everybody. Yes. Right. So you have an audience. It's like, um, so what about that guy you're dating? Uh, um, that was like two guys ago. Yeah, so you don't want to. <laughs> well, right, because then the question is like, right. wait, who are you talking about? Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> or who's this? This is a different person from last year. Who is this person? Like, so first of all, how dare you? Stressful. So the second one is unreasonable expectations. You're talking about when people are giving you when they have all these expectations of what you're supposed to do for the holidays or what you're supposed to be doing in life. Yes. So many of us, we have work, our other job, our passion, our kids, our pets, like so many things going on. And then this time of year, add on top of that family and friends visiting, expectations with going to holiday parties, work holiday parties, friends, um, friendsgivings and all these type Mm -hmm. of things. And it can be too much. And we feel obligated to take on these obligations. So my suggestion is do not overload yourself because you're going to be unhappy Mm. bouncing from one event to another. So if you if you need to go to an event, don't feel obligated to stay the entire time. You know, be honest. You have work you need to do. So go to the event and then, you know, leave and then also enjoy people via email and FaceTime. You can do that as well. Oh, enjoying people via email. I don't think I've ever done that. Uh, (laughs) A warmly written email. Yes. No, this one, I think. uh, And I know we have several more to go through, which we'll get to when we get back. But this one bothers is my biggest stressor because I have like seven dads now at this point. Mm. I mean, like biological step in-laws and so seeing all the family within like a 48 hour period we are putting on miles we're visiting seven different places Mm. in one day it is extremely stressful to the point where we're like okay next year 
our house or bus. Yeah. Everyone's coming to us. So. My dad literally called me this morning and was like, so are you coming for Thanksgiving? And I was like, no, I don't think I'm coming for either holiday this year. And he was like, oh, okay. Well, uh, all right. Was and I was like, guilty. Mm, okay. you know, and yeah, I was just like, yeah, but I'm like my work obligations and stuff like that. I just, I don't think I can make it this year. I, I don't think I can do it. So it's a, a little bit difficult. We're going to take a quick break. When I'll we come hide back, you in my bag, my carry on. Oh, oh yes. We're going to the Bay area. Yeah. Uh, nurse Alice is going to be with us uh, when we come back talking about dietary concerns over the holidays, uh, maintaining your diet and exercise, all those things coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject to new Channel Q. All right, back with Nurse Alice and Allie and Jared, of course, hanging with you for Drop the Subject on this Thursday. And we're getting you all prepped up for Thanksgiving and for the holidays in general. We're going over some things with Nurse Alice. Five holiday stressors and what you can do about them. We've already talked about uh, being around your family, some of the social pressures that come around. Hey, what is about that job? Are you still, or hey, when are you going to get a job? Or when are you going to have that baby? Also, having unrealistic. When are you going to get a job? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you have no job. Thanks. It's like, oh, I haven't um, heard about that. Thanks. What should I do with these peas? Uh, unreasonable <laughs> expectations as far as, you know, what your commitments are time-wise. And then we move on to number three, which is dietary concerns, which interests... And this is speaking something, of peas, yeah. Yeah, speaking of peas, I guess a lot of people are kind of having these concerns in the back of their minds when they're thinking about, I'm going to stuff my face and eat till I can't move anymore. And then you're like, mm, I'm going to regret yes. this later. And that's that little voice is there, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so, interesting enough, people will almost starve themselves at the beginning of the day to really enjoy a good Thanksgiving dinner. And that's not uh, the thing to do at all. Then you'll, <laughs> Learn that then you'll the kind hard of way. binge eat. But uh, where I wanted to really go with this is kind of food allergies and intolerances. Because mm. we all know that one person, if they eat a certain something, they'll get a little gassy. And it might be you. So just being Why mindful. Why are you looking over here? I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I'm just looking around. Um, Why'd you have to look them up and down? I know, but, right? But there's, you know, there's definitely you want to be mindful of the foods that you're going to eat. Um, so if you if you're going to a holiday party, um, get an idea of what the menu is. If it's something that's not going to work for you, um, then. By all means, eat something before you go. That way, uh, when you get there, you don't feel compelled to eat something that's either going to make you gassy or actually cause you to itch or cause some allergies. Um, because it's okay to skip a meal at the holiday party, guys. You it's don't funny. have to eat. I always think about this with with birth with um, like dinner parties. Like, oh, I might need to eat before I go. Never thought about that for the holidays. So, like, you yeah. go to holiday parties. I like, totally do that thing where I don't eat most of the day because I'm like, all right, I'm going to make sure I'm nice and hungry for this. But then also. On the flip side, if I do eat more throughout the day and then I'm not as hungry for dinner, I feel like I get food shamed by my family. Mm. Where they're like, that's all you're going to have? What do I yeah. have all these leftovers? What are we supposed to do? Blah, blah, blah. Like, what and I feel like, for then? Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, I, I have pressure to eat a ton. I know. We food shame and then we fat shame. We just got to get ourselves together. Well, you don't have to eat. You don't have to eat at all, right? <laughs> Uh, number four, you say, as maintaining diet, exercise, and sleep routines. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. Yes. So the average Thanksgiving meal is about 3,000 calories. Okay. If you add on drinks, appetizers, and desserts, you can get a cool 4,500 calories. So you want to be oh mindful God. of what you're eating and how you're eating. Um, I know this is a time of year. You want to enjoy your food, but don't feel compelled to overeat and try as much to stick 
to your diet. So, because some of us get really self-conscious about our weight mm. and people seem to accept that, oh, I'm going to gain weight during the holidays and it doesn't have to be. So if you can maintain your diet patterns as well as eating and sleeping patterns, you're more likely to ha- be in a good mood and feel more in control during the holidays. Do people tend to change their sleeping patterns around the holidays? Absolutely. Um, and a lot of that happens because we get the itis. And what that is, is we <laughs> eat so much food, it goes to our belly, all the blood goes to our gut to digest and less to our brain and we get sleepy. So mm. the it's itis. It's like Yeah. So it's a real thing. It's a real thing when they say, I have the itis. And then you end up having the nap and the then nap. you, you, you change your sleep patterns and you All wake that? up and eat again, and then you get more itis. <laughs> oh, it's a yeah. pattern. That's okay. why. That's why holiday movies do really good. You can eat and watch TV on the couch all day. Oh. So don't do that. Oh. Okay. All right, lastly, feelings of sadness, loneliness, or loss. Yes. So with the holidays, because of the time change, the actual, you know, there's less sunlight, um, we can actually have a lot of changes in our body, which can actually cause us to be more depressed or more sad. And also, this is the time of year we really want to be around our loved ones and our friends. And if we've lost someone in the past, whether uh, a loved one died or you broke up with your girlfriend, um, you'll start to, you know, you'll want to remember the good times and them not being there will cause Mm. um, like a sense of lack and grief and you'll be sad about it so just be mindful of that things that you can do is to talk to someone don't isolate yourself you know eat well sleep well as much as possible and just talk about your feelings I like that. Talking about your feelings around family. What unheard of. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel like uh, a lot of people do. Uh, it is a, a much more emotional time for folks around the holidays. And also the isolating of oneself, like especially on a day if you're out of town. Like I remember being away at college and living. I didn't live near family and I couldn't always come home. And so like you do tend to end up being by yourself, which is why I like doing Friendsgiving on Friendsgiving yeah. for people like especially in L.A. There's plenty of people who aren't from mm-hmm. here. And so I feel like that isolation thing is real. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like. It's, it's sometimes it makes you second guess yourself when you feel out of place mm. around your family and then you're like what am I just like this odd person out what's going on and then yeah. it's good to be around friends because you're like no this is what what matters yeah, yeah. or like the, yeah. it's okay that I don't have so many things in common with my family or things right. like that I don't have to feel like I'm less than because that of that you know so being around friends can really help you feel more comfortable yeah. and be like no I'm, I'm we're good everything's yeah, good absolutely so just being around friends, loved ones, you know, whoever you can uh, resonate with, um, it's a good idea. Nurse Alice, tell people where they can find you on the social medias. Yes, you can visit me on all social media platforms at Ask Nurse Alice and my website at AskNurseAlice.com. All right, we'll take a quick break. Nurse Alice will be here with us next week as well. Um, Coming up, Donald Trump tweeted something that is so wildly inaccurate that the fact check came from the AP. No! That's coming up next. (laughs) Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the subject. Returns Allie and Jarrett. And we are getting into Donald Trump's tweets. I don't know why. I don't know how. But he has said something. He said something inaccurate, which is a little weird. So this is news to me. Uh, Why don't you kind of break down what was said and how it could possibly be a lie? Not putting myself in this story at all, because I feel like the AP has done just a brilliant job of it for me. They say President Donald Trump tried to take credit Wednesday for opening a plant that's been in business for years. He also tried to blame House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for closing Congress. But she didn't. Trump tweeted <laughs> Trump tweeted the following. Today, I opened a major Apple manufacturing plant in Texas that will bring high paying jobs back to America. Today, Nancy Pelosi closed Congress because she doesn't care about American workers. <laughs> the facts 
Neither happened. Trump visited a factory in Austin, Texas, that has made uh, the MacBook Pro since uh, 2013. Apple announced in September that it would continue having the Mac Pro line made in Austin after the Trump administration agreed to waive tariffs on certain computer parts from China. It also plans to expand its already deeply rooted business in Austin and said Wednesday it has started construction on its new campus in the city. None of that equates to Trump's false claim to have opened an Apple plant on Wednesday. Meantime, the House conducted business on Wednesday, passing legislation supporting Hong Kong protesters and its impeachment hearings continued into the evening. Yeah, after that- after Trump falsely Pelo- said Pelosi shut down Congress, more business was announced for Congress on Thursday before it breaks for Thanksgiving oh, week. What the? Okay, so he is making this. T- he put out this tweet. Not only just in general, it being ridiculous. He put it out on a, one of the most active days ever for Congress. Absolutely. So there's. It was the most open day. The most open day, yes. Like Congress was in (laughs) Congress was in hearings, I believe, for eleven hours yesterday. Right, which is longer than they're normally. And passed uh, a resolution or a bill that would um, have some impact on the the extensive protests that have been going on in Hong Kong. And Uh, you're not even picking a company that nobody knows about. You're picking Apple, where everybody can literally trace back what's going on, which where their factories are, when they opened. Like it's very easy to find that information. Yeah. If you want to enjoy some great feedback to the tweet, the responses are just a delight. You know what I want to see though? I do want to see the FU responses, but I also want to see the people who actually agree with this or like, like oh my god that's amazing who is like wow how many jobs was you it you are a gentleman and a scholar i can't believe that nancy pelosi doesn't care about american workers and that's why she's closing congress yeah that's just it's 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 appalling that she would do something like that i mean but yeah what she must have just power. said out the gate i don't care yeah, about american I, workers <laughs> yeah. so i'm closing up shop i appreciate the ap fact check on this one it's pretty delicious um also Tim Cook hasn't responded. Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. Yeah, because um, why does he even need to? Well, they were saying there, there was a Vox article that was like, well, he's not going to respond because tr- Trump has given him this tariff thing and he doesn't want to ruffle any feathers, which I guess I kind of understand on mm. some level. But um, Twitter makes sure to respond in kind. Yeah, because that what that's what happens is you hopefully when you're somebody like Tim Cook, you would know to... Just let, let it go. Yeah, just let it go. It's like arguing with someone who's insane. Arguing with a child. Yes, or a yeah. child that's yeah. having a tantrum because you're just like, I, I can't reason with you, nothing. Or someone who's wasted. <laughs> I'm not touching that. You're like, uh, we'll take get a, in the car. We'll take a quick get break. Get in the car, Katie. When we come back, <laughs> when we come back uh, wedding planner and event planner uh, Fallon Carter is going to be here. She's going to be giving us some great tips for how to uh, make sure that your entertaining goes really well next year. And she'll give us some uh, insight into what the wedding trends of next year is going to be. That's up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. That's Allie. We have yet another plus one with us today mm-hmm. in the studio. Um, and actually, plus one is actually a perfect thing to call Aww. you because you are a <laughs> wedding and events planner and uh, one of my good friends. And so happy to have you. Fallon Carter joins us. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Of course, of course. So we wanted to talk to you about um, about some of the best things going on um, for holiday planning because everyone's getting ready for Thanksgiving. It's one week away. And uh, obviously Christmas parties and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to talk to you about like what are some of the best 
best things that people should know for planning their holiday events and entertaining um, their family and friends? Um, I guess one of the first things I always say when planning any event would be get organized and identify exactly what it is that you're trying to do. And I love a list, especially yes. Excel ones that are color coded. Well, yeah, especially I think <laughs> wedding planners. You gotta be if you're a good one. You love lists and you love organization. Love a list. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so go ahead. I would say definitely make a list, especially for this time of year. You're cooking a lot. There are lots of supplies and things that you need. So making a good list, identifying the menu options you want to offer, and also identifying what do you want to outsource. So do you want to cook all of those items? Do you want to maybe order some and have mm. them delivered? Or can some of the grocery items be on an Instacart or another platform that you get your groceries from? So trying to keep it as simple as possible and using the resources that are out there for you. I do a lot of dinner parties, and I haven't done them in a while, but I remember someone saying, like, well, you could just like buy the dessert. And I was like, Mer? what? I was like, I was like, excuse me. And I was like, oh my god, that is kind of brilliant. That's though. what like, we do every yeah. year. Yeah, it's like Costco pies. Yeah, Yum. I mean, first of all, first of all, Costco situation. Kirkland brand pies are by yeah. far the best, and yeah. they're gigantic. Absolutely right. You can feed everybody with yeah, like one apple pie, and there's still every, like three slices yeah. left. Yeah. Whether it's two people or two hundred people, it will feed everyone. <laughs> it will always work. It just okay. expands. What else? What, sh- what else should people be thinking? So about? also just thinking about. Asking for help. I think a lot of people are like, I got this. I can do it on my own. I can champion a dinner for 20 people, even though I've never done it before. So <laughs> yes. um, asking for help is is a huge deal. And if you want someone to bring those Costco pies, ask someone just to bring the pies. I'll bring the Costco pies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, I think it. it's important, too, to do that while it's all happening, yeah. too. Because I know that for my, like, my mom used to always do everything, basically. Yeah. And then I, she would be so stressed out during Thanksgiving and she wouldn't be enjoying herself at all. But then when she's in the moment it's like too hard to just be like can you do this can you do that she just it's just have everything in her head of what she wants to do so it's sort of like planning ahead of who you're going to ask but also don't be afraid to explain to somebody what you need right exactly like just say i need someone to bring the booze i need you know tons of ice always make sure you have tons Mm, of ice. ice so just also like i said making that list planning ahead it'll really give you the game plan of what you need to happen when it needs to happen and i always say make sure you're dressed and ready to go well in advance so that when your guests are coming you're not like the mom in the oven and doing all the stuff. Just yeah. get prepared so you can actually enjoy your family because that's what this is all about anyway. Half the time when I have a dinner party, if I plan on wearing something, I never I never end up wearing it. <laughs> yeah. I end just up like, like in your sweats. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Look, you guys are all here at this point. I'm not yeah. changing. Like that's yeah. a really good idea Live too. Your yeah. Live your life. Yeah. <laughs> Switching gears a little bit, I don't mean to ca- catch you off guard, but holiday parties. What makes a crappy versus a good holiday party? Because I feel like it's always that question of okay, you know, you want to go to the holiday party, you want to have a good time, but then also what is too big for a company to do versus what is the crappiest holiday party where you're kind of like, why did you even have one? You know what I mean? Do you ever help with yeah. corporate holiday parties? And yeah. do you see how much do you see them going over the top versus like, do you notice a trend in people going a little downsizing? Well, just thinking of the economy that we're in, a lot of people are trying not to flex too much to show how much dollars they right. made. But we have worked with companies that are really focused more on experiential task or just experiences. So when their employees are walking in, they want something where it's like there's music, there's lights, there's tons of food, mm. there's people passing this, there's clouds in the sky, and then there's like yeah. sensory overload. So sometimes I think when you're doing that, you're just trying to do too much mm. and you're you're missing the point of a holiday party, which is just a showing appreciation to your employees. Like, thank you so much for a great year. Business is awesome. 
I think just great food, great entertainment, and great yeah. booze goes a long way. And when it's well done and it's plentiful, I think that's more mm. than enough. And it, it's not necessary to have all the stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that people think that that's necessary for an Instagrammable moment. That being said, everyone loves a good raffle. Am I wrong? No, you're you're totally right. <laughs> Especially if, if, if the prizes if the are good. If the prizes yeah. is like a beach vacation or like, right. you know. Whoa, a beach oh, vacation. Did I go too far? Oh, yeah. A well, little, little over the top, uh, maybe. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Yeah, spa exactly. day. What else do like, people be thinking about when they're putting together a party at their own house? Like, what, what other things are Think about are the important? music. I think sometimes people miss the concept of ah. when people walk in, what's the full sensory experience? Like, what am, what's a guest hearing? What are they smelling? Are they smelling the food or are they smelling the trash you forgot to take out mm. two seconds oh. ago? So, just making sure the moment that your guests walk into your home, it's it's everything that they need it to be. So the lights are dim. Are you using candles? If you're not a true decorator, don't try it today. If this is a recipe <laughs> that you want to try now, don't try it out now. Like do the things that you're really, really good at. Keep it simple. And outsource and, the stuff that you're not. And at. outsource the stuff that you're not good at. That's mm, really good. Yeah, that I sounds like good. That. Well, I, the idea of walking <laughs> it and like having the music playing when they get there, like that's like planning ahead stuff, right? Like yeah. you know this. You told people to be there at three. They're not getting there at three thirty. But turn the music you're, on at two forty-five. Right. I yeah. say put the music on and an hour before. Make sure you have tons of ice. Already going, and if you have an ice bucket, get it going. The ice champagne the should be chilled. That always is a problem for me. I always like forget to have ice at my party. I'm always like mad at myself. I will say my biggest pet peeve is when they say dinners at a certain time, and then you get there, and nothing is even close to being done. Oh. You know what I mean? Like people are showing That's up terrible. hungry. So I would imagine a good tip would be to always have something for people to munch on. Well, I'm yes, that is a great tip. But as a guest, also I take something. Like never go to an event empty-handed, and yeah. I always take an appetizer adjacent thing. Oh, that you can eat when you get there. That I eat when I get there. Oh, that's so. Because I'm like, oh, well, bring something me. with you. I usually take like a little nosh. Like I'll take a little hummus and maybe a little side of chips or something. Because that's so sometimes smart. people are overwhelmed and they're yeah. working and doing all this thing. I'm like, oh, well, I'll just take a little snack for myself because you're probably yeah, not gonna yeah, have yeah. one. But just thinking ahead of a as a guest, but as an inter. Tainer, yes, you should always have a Wait, snack. I never ready even thought about that. What else? How else do you go as a guest to a party? Because you always you never put on go empty-handed. Yeah, you got to yeah. have a flower or something, a bottle of wine, champagne, something. Okay. Don't mm, don't go a wreath. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you bring a giant wreath. All right, we're gonna talk about some of the interesting wedding traditions and wedding trends that are coming up. For I mean, we're getting into wedding season. We're yes. almost there. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about that. Fallon Carter joins us. We're sticking around, so you should stick around too. Drop the subject. Coming right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. Allie's here. And so is uh, my friend Fallon Carter. Hi. You're here from New York. And I'm so excited that you're in town. And when I heard you were here, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to have you on the show to talk about events and weddings. And um, we were just talking about all of the different ways that you can, you know, really get yourself set up to entertain well for the holiday. Because you are a wedding planner, but also an event planner. And you do all kinds of things. But when we were talking about like trends for weddings, you said that one of the trends for weddings next year is something I've never heard of. They're called micro weddings. What does that mean? Yes. So think tiny, <laughs> tiny okay. home, like but a tiny, tiny home. Yeah, tiny home. It's but like wedding. two people. Yeah. No. <laughs> so think a broader elopement. So you're having maybe forty guests or less. Okay. Um, micro weddings are a really great way 
basically to watch your coin for yeah. Yeah. absolutely <laughs> but, but still have the wedding you want exactly yeah. and you're able to really properly entertain like your guest bags are going to be way more delicious you're probably going to have more money for food proper booze proper all the things so you can yeah. really have the Pinterest adjacent wedding that you want because now you can have less people. So we were saying <laughs> yeah. that like we're looking at wedding trends for next year. When is wedding season formally? So right now we're in engagement season, which mm-hmm. is holiday time. This is when everyone is loved up and chilly and right. everyone's getting popped the question. And then once March-ish, right after Valentine's Day, that's when wedding season begins. All the way through the end of summer? Yep. Well, into the fall. Fall, just because of climate change, yeah. fall is becoming right. just more comfortable for weddings. So think September, October. Those are really delicious months for yeah. weddings. Uh, well, I got married in September of last year, and then my sister has now set a date. They're getting married in October. And okay. I, I do think that that's been a really popular time yeah. now is the fall. And hmm. I think it's because you're like, it, well, at first it was because it was more cost effective. Because usually it was like March through the end of through summer was the most, was the primest time. Weddings, and yeah. I was like, well, if I do September, October, it's not going to be as expensive. Now I'm sure it's going to be just it's as expensive. It's now more expensive. Yeah. And now people are looking for, can you please slide in on this July date? Yeah. Right. But micro weddings are genius because also you, you now you have an excuse to not invite certain like dumb family members that you didn't want to invite Absolutely, in the first place. Yeah. That and you have the opportunity to even tackle a potential destination. So now if you have less guests, you could probably go further and see something way cooler and have an atmosphere that does that requires less decor. I mm. love that. You love d- destination I mean, weddings. I had to throw that in there. I know you did, yeah. <laughs> it's but, true, though, because but, you're giving someone also a vacation. Yeah. You're Story, forcing yeah. them to take a vacation. And yeah. then when they, they might bitch about it, but then when they get there, they're like, oh, oh my God, great. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so another thing that people are getting into now is having eco-friendly, yeah. climate change-friendly weddings. <laughs> yes. This sounds delightful. Sustainable. Oh. Here. I don't know. Like, it's a, I don't know. I, I I immediately think sustainable. I mean, mind you, I'm a person who loves being environmental, but I'm like, when with something like this, I'm like, how do you do that in a way that is still awesome? So let's say you've bought flower arrangements for 10 tables, mm-hmm. and now you have tons of hydrangeas that need a home. Mm. Sustainability doesn't mean just like, I'm not going to throw this away. It means I'm going to call a charity or I'm going to call a nursing home and I'm going to mm. brighten someone's day with oh, the flowers. Oh, I love that. Morning. Okay. Um, similar with the food. It's like, I've made 500 pieces of chicken. Some people decided they wanted the fish tonight. So so what do you do with the extra food? Instead of it going to waste, find a charity or find a place where the food can go and be utilized. And you can work with your florist or you can look with, work with your caterer as well just to find options with how are you serving the food? What what vessel is it on? Are we using actual plates? Are we using recyclable napkins? Different ways you can work hmm. with all of your vendors to figure out how can you be more sustainable and environmentally friendly. One of the things I know that you say is really important is being able to like create a wedding that is for you that is yeah. not about like well traditionally you're supposed to do this like I want to do <laughs> X like talk about how people can really create their own wedding as opposed to like trying to be something else yeah generally when couples come to me my first question is what's your vision like mm. what is it that you see on the day physically like what do you see what do you smell what do you hear what do you taste what's the whole sensory moment and how can we craft that a hundred percent so if you want to say you know what I want to start with dancing and then I want to go into the ceremony and then end with dinner why the hell not so it's That's like so interesting this is your time this is your moment this is your love this is your family you can do exactly what it is that you want to do if you want a cartwheel let's let's do it let's i'm it such a person that's like your relation everyone's relationship is unique and specific and I'm, yeah. I'm such a person that always advocates for people to have the relationship that they want but i've never thought about it from the perspective of like have the wedding you want you can 
arrange it however you want to. Because I think there's this idea that if you don't do this and then do that and then do this and then do that, it's not a wedding. Well, who's going to call the police on you to but, say, hey. Right, who going to check me, boo? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, no yeah. one's going to come out of the woodwork and say, well, this isn't a real wedding because you didn't do this. If you sign the paperwork, you're technically married and you yeah. can do whatever you want to. So what about no, some of the traditions? Because I know, I mean, at least I've read that some traditions are going away. For example, we didn't do a garter toss or a bouquet thing at Thank our you. wedding. Okay, yeah, because I was like, nobody, and like we had a ton of bridesmaids and no groomsmen because I'm a lesbian. So it was like, no one would be there to catch the garter. But, um, but how many couples are now just completely shying away from like bridal parties and flower girls and all that? other BS. A good amount of my couples have removed bridal parties altogether. And it, oh, really? takes, it takes the headache out of getting ready. Getting ready alone could take you five whole hours when you're doing hair and makeup for eight plus women. That was the most stressful <laughs> oh, part wow. of our entire it's, wedding planning process was coordinating the bridesmaids. What are they going to wear? When are they picking up their dresses? What is the size? What are the, t- you know, like the tuxes, where they're getting? Where because they get we suit, all lived t- in different yeah. places and figuring out you had to get the same type of dress and it had to look like this, but it had to be this exact Exact color only look, by this on every brand. Different body the shoes, yes. the and then coordinating how everyone yeah. is going to get there and get ready. It was probably the most stressful part. So I would imagine that would be a great thing to get rid of. That and budget wise, just huh. like I don't have to now have hair and makeup teams come in to do that. It's just and for pay me. Pay for all these dresses it, and pay for all these shoes that you're only going to wear so once. It's so seamless. So that's that's a great way to cut budget if you're looking for one. Just remove your bridal party. It's a great headache remover. Oh my God. Garter toss. I'm glad I'm not seeing any. I th- I just always thought it was really inappropriate. Yeah, like, that's stupid. <laughs> Um, bouquet toss that's it's kind of dying some people want to do a little toss here and there but it's not seeing it cake cutting I've recommended couples just have a smaller cake and they do a champagne toast or a oh. champagne tower in lieu of a cake cutting oh it's, a champagne tower yeah like that we'll stack the nice. coupe glasses up and then we'll pour the champagne and it's absolutely way more impressive to me now why is that why do you, why do you well, not like I'm the gluten cake cutting free. no 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 <laughs> she's like and I want the cake and I just but, want a but, tower of champagne but why why eliminate the cake cutting what does that do for you um I don't know. It's just the cost of a cake has become people want bigger ones and more just think this is a big thing. They're so, getting more and more elaborate. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes you can just have your caterer do a dessert station and you just remove the cake cutting. Not hmm. saying that everyone's going to go this route, but that's just another hmm. concept. And especially I do a lot of destination. Sometimes there aren't cakes in a lot of the destinations. They're right. Because lugging the, the uh, cause we, had to, we had to bring our cake <laughs> leavings back on the plane. And yeah, that was quite a thing. Nice. Yeah, but it was nice. <laughs> well, the, Fallon Carter, we could talk to you for hours. Thank, Thank you so you. much for joining us. I'm sure we'd love to talk to you again. Absolutely. And, uh, and best of luck at Fallon Carter events. If you want to follow what she's doing, I follow Thank her you. on Instagram. It's very, very, very visually pleasing. So I highly your recommend you follow. I, I have to shout you out because your Instagram stories, I'm like, I'm not a jealous person. <laughs> but I was looking at your Insta stories. I was like, her life is so freaking yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Like, I don't know you, but like, you know what I mean? Too. But like, no, your Instagram is fantastic. So <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you. Bye. Tell people one more time where they can find you on social media. Yeah. Fallon Carter events on Instagram. Awesome. Love you. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got another addition song. to our Thanksgiving music. Uh, the, the playlist continues. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Gonna be honest, when it comes to a gay radio station, when I think of the music we should be playing, it's share. It would be share yeah. belief. Like, yeah. And it's I don't know. If any song that would be more gay than that, but it's got to be in the top five. At least. I would like to at some point do uh, and really decide once and for all what is the gayest song ever. We should do a countdown for the end of the year of the gayest songs of the year. 
Okay. The, or the gayest songs in Channel Q, maybe. Or the gayest songs of all time. Yes, we'll do that. Okay. Oh, wow. We just committed to that, too. Okay. <laughs> we commit to things really quickly on the show. We do. We overcommit. Well, we we just say it, and then we're like, well, now we got to do it. Now nope, we got to do it. Almost to our detriment, to the point where maybe someone's going to, well, then when we'll get fired tomorrow. Oh. Someone's going to lose their jobs tomorrow. If you're just tuning in, this is something that the people voted on to raise the stakes for some of our games. And the, I mean, not unanimous, but overwhelmingly approved selection was someone getting fired as a result of losing a game. And you know what? Because we are committed to what we say we're going to do, we're not, you know, on both of our, me and Emmy's least favorite things list was people who don't follow through when they say they're going to do something and then they don't do it. I will not be that show. I'd actually forgotten that we... We're doing that. that tomorrow. Yeah. Moving on, because I don't want to think about that. Uh, we've been we've also committed to telling you every day a brand new Thanksgiving song um, to be added to our playlist. Sometimes they're new, sometimes they're old. We've had songs that came out this year. We've had songs that came out 30, 40 years ago and charted. Yes, and charted. <laughs> it did really well. Um, we thought today there's and one... ones that never made any kind of chart. Exactly ever. right. Rightly um, so. Uh, look, here's looking at you, Nicole Westbrook. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a song that I feel like is name. is becoming a classic. Thanksgiving song. Well, this definitely if comes up on every search. If you look at Thanksgiving music, which we have been looking at Thanksgiving, oh uh, Thanksgiving music, and there is some trash out there. There is a lot of trash. There's looking a lot of you, stuff Nicole without Westbrook. words. Yeah, <laughs> we're still looking at you. And this one is one that comes up on every list. It is a favorite, even though I don't know why. A it's little not bit. even like fantastic, but it's, it's All right. it works. This is Adam Sandler. Everybody, this Thanksgiving is the song. Thanksgiving song. Turkey for me. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap. I eat that turkey then I take a nap. Thanksgiving is a special night. Jimmy Walker used to say dynamite. Um, uh, the Thanksgiving song from Adam Sandler has been added to our playlist on both Apple Music and Spotify for all of you people who are on the Spotify. Yeah, and I will actually point out that off the air, Ginger Justin said this song would have only worked in the 90s. You think so? Yeah, I think that he's I, right. I kind of get that. I think that I at this that. point it would have really worked on TikTok. <laughs> and I think that's it. Well, speaking of things that work sometimes and things that don't work other times, happy endings is coming <laughs> up next. <laughs> I fell off my moped and I got a bruise. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, Justin's like, hey, wow. take a breather. Any other time, he's like, hurry up, let's go. No, you it's know like, what? This makes me angry, Ginger Justin, because we are being rushed through the entire damn show, and then it's the last moments of the show, and we kind of wrap things up, tell everybody what's happening tomorrow, share our happy endings, and now you're saying we got all the time in the world. 
Well, after that rant, now we're behind. All right. Well, all right. We better hurry things up then. <laughs> uh, I want to remind you that we have so much going on uh, in the show today that if you missed anything, you've missed a lot. Uh, you can go and check out the podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast. Type it and drop the subject and you can subscribe. We ask that you rate and leave a comment. Let us know what you think about the show, um, what you love about it, what you hate about it, what we can make better and what you cannot live without um, unless it's gender dressing or Emmy because it's not their show. It's not their show. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. You know what else? It's exciting because tomorrow we will be joined by a guy who has voice has been heard on uh, Channel Q before, but not in, not lately. And Kevin Klein will be making a return to drop the subject. Very exciting. He will be hosting a very special game, Black Friday Price is Right. It's going to be a very difficult game, and it's going to cost one of us our jobs. Not joking around here, folks. It is something that was put up on a Twitter poll. And you voted yes for it because we thought that you liked us and I guess we stand corrected. And now, after a long discussion and me fighting for you and your choices... Are you... We are going to do this tomorrow. What do you think you're going to do if you're the one who loses your job? Jared? Well, I told you I'm I'm concerned about it because I of the, the the principles of being like last hired first fired, and I'm the newest person on the show. Right. Um, that's a little nerve wracking. Jarring. I also have never played this game before. You have. Oh, so I have an unfair advantage. You do, mm-hmm. mind you. I love like shopping, and I love the prices. Right. So True. I do have that. But like Ginger Justin, are you worried? Because I don't know how much experience you have with shopping. Well, after your happy ending yesterday, where you said I'm not at a register very often, <laughs> uh, all I have to do is not be last. Yeah, I mean, we're, there's four of us it's playing. A very so. positive way to look. Exactly at it. right. Like he's like, I just got to make it to third. Yeah, that's. I mean, you never know. That's a winning spirit. And I think uh, Emmy's just kind of like, sure. Emmy's like, yeah, okay. Okay, I'm whatever. Down. I'll just do something else yeah. if I lose my job. <laughs> All right, now Happy Endings is here, and this is the time of the show when we take something that was a little, uh, maybe a bit of a bummer, maybe had a negative spin, and we turn that negative into a positive, give you something nice to take into the rest of your day. Do you want to go first, Jarrett? Sure. Prove your place here on Drop the Subject? Um, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> uh, someone may be getting fired on the show tomorrow. And Donald Trump may still be president. Oh, no. But look at the bright side. Kevin Klein will be here tomorrow, and plenty of people are going to be very excited to have him on the show tomorrow. I'm excited. I've not been on the air with him before. You know, so I'm fun. excited to have you two speak to each other because I, I just have no idea. how I that's see going Kevin to go. in the hallways like a couple times a week, <laughs> yeah. and he's always very nice. But we've never like been on the air together, yeah. so it'll be fun. It'll be so great. I'm really excited. It's it's different radio worlds merging again together. It's going to sure. be awesome. What about you, Ginger Justin? Happy ending? Yep. Sure, my family may do some things that trigger me this Thanksgiving, but at least it will potentially push me to having a micro-wedding. Boom! Yeah, that's true. You're not invited. (laughs) Stop asking me if I've got a job. And that leads into my happy ending. Uh Uh-oh. Sure, around the holidays, your uncle might be wondering why you didn't get a job. Hey, what are you doing? Why are you unemployed? What's going on with your life? When are you going to get a job? But the bright side here is that one of us is losing our job tomorrow, so there might be an opening what? for you. That is not a bright side. Okay, that's. I'm just saying, if someone's asking, it's, I mean, I know that the unemployment rate's already rather low in this Allie, country I right now. I tend to suck at this. You, that was bad. 
<laughs> that was not good. All right. Want to remind you that you can find all of our guests from today's show. Uh, Ask Nurse Alice on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, check out everything that she's doing at Ask Nurse Alice. Fallon Carter, who um, is from Fallon Carter Events, who gave us all these great ideas about entertaining and also um, about how to uh, be ready for the wedding trends of next year. You can find her at Fallon Carter Events. Um, Fallon is F-A-L-L-O-N. Um, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you tomorrow. Maybe one of yeah. us for the last time. Get some sleep, folks. That's Tomorrow's going to really be a big one. Oh Bye. On the, ne- on the next. Drop the subject. On the next show. Someone. Will be. Fired. It's hosts versus producers. A four-person battle for our own jobs. We don't know why we're doing this. This is an awful idea. It's the game to end all games. Or to end all jobs, or at least one of them. Sure. With special guest Kevin Klein. Tune in live to see the madness unfold or, or hear it because it's on the radio. Someone will be fired. Our boss said not to do this. I don't want to do this. This is a bad idea. Why are we doing this again? Rules actually apply. Like, actually. The views of Drop the Subject do not necessarily reflect the views of Intercom or Channel Q, except the fact that they kind of do because it let us do it, even though they told us not to. Drop the Subject. 12 to 2 Pacific. 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.